Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Breakfast special. You're listening to the breakfast show on Money FM 89.3. That's right. It's Nili and Ryan with you this morning. Now, the corruption probe involving Transport Minister S. Iswaran, as well as the resignation of two former ruling party MPs, Tan Chuan Jin and Cheng Li Hui, dominated discussions in Parliament on August 2nd. Well, the discussions came after Prime Minister Lee Sin Long delivered his ministerial statement on the two incidents. In brief, he emphasised that the ruling party PAP's stance on corruption has not changed under his charge and that it won't under his successor. PM Lee also acknowledged that he should have acted sooner after learning of the affair between the two MPs, saying that perhaps he had placed too much weight on protecting their families. For a deeper analysis, we're joined by Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law at SMU and former nominated MP. Good morning to you, Eugene. Good morning, Lin Lee. Um, good morning, Ryan. Now, both PM Lee and Minister in Charge of Public Service Chan Chun Singh answered a series of questions put out by the Leader of the Opposition, Pritam Singh, along with other MPs. What did you make of the session, which lasted more than two hours? Lindy, I think when we look at the parliamentary uh, proceeding yesterday on this particular matter, uh, I think it was really an effort uh, by the ruling party, uh, you know, to demonstrate that um, it is accountable, right? It is accountable for any lapses, you know, that, that, that have happened and that, you know, it it seeks to assert, um, you know, and confirm that uh, the ruling party uh, holds itself, um, you know, to high standards. But I think overall, you know, whatever transpired in Parliament yesterday on this particular matter, I think at times the clarifications and all did meander, right? So, for example, you know, it segue into things like face together uh, and, and the riser can't uh, mm. matter, uh, you know, which I think took away, um, you know, from key focus, right, you know, which was on what, what were the lapses, how could they have been avoided and mm. how could things uh, be made better for, for the future. Uh, but I think the most significant point, at least to me, you know, was that, you know, there was an acknowledgement you know, by the Prime Minister, um, you know, that with regard to the resignation of the two uh, PAP MPs, Tan Chuan Jin and Ching Li Hui, you know, that he should have forced the issue earlier, right? So I think that very frank admission demonstrated, you know, that things could have turned out differently, um, you know, had he acted sooner, right? So, so I think all in all, there's a recognition that the reputation had been hit and they have a mountain to climb in terms of trying to restore public trust and confidence. Yeah, Eugene, going to this parliamentary session, I think there was a high level of interest from the public and a lot of questions people had in their minds. How much do you think that went to answering at least some of them, these burning questions that people had? You know, I think that's, that's actually quite a tough one, right? Because I, I think people, there could be people who want to know a lot more details, right? But, but for example, if you look into the CPIB probe of Transport Minister S.S. Warren, a very little, in terms of new facts or information, came out simply because the matter is still under investigation, right? And, and in order not to prejudice the investigations, very little other than what has been offered, um, you know, and, and other details like how much Mr. Warren is being paid while being interdicted, you know. So, so there was that limitation. And I think in terms of, you know, the recognition of two uh, PAP MPs, I think PM went through his thought processes, why he did what he did, so people can now make that judgment, you know, whether the PM did right, whether he could have done better, uh, or whether, you know, that there were attempts at trying to remove, you know, the, the thing that could come from a very embarrassing situation. 
But I think what is important uh, you know, for people to take away really is to have a sense of you know, why the government acted the way they did. And certainly people are entitled to agree or disagree. And I'm sure you know, people will draw their own conclusions. But I think for the government, it was important for them to make their position very clear on where they stood with regards to standards of integrity, honesty and probity. Mm, Eugene, you mentioned uh, briefly about the CPIB investigation. I'm sure details will surface uh, in due course. But in your opinion, would this indirectly lower the morale in the public service? I think it has, right, simply because people tend to conflate the political office holders, you know, with the public service. Um, you know, and in a way, they, they are not wrong in that sense because, you know, you have ministers who lead the different ministries and all. And, and the question of whether the public service could have done more right, in terms of their rules, um, you know, to avoid the CPID probe to ensure that these things didn't happen, I think that certainly has affected morale within the public service. And the minister in charge of the public service, uh, Minister Chan Chun Singh, did acknowledge that. Uh, and it was reported, um, you know, in, in the media that the head of the civil service, uh, Mr. Liu Yip, you know, also sent out an email to all public servants encouraging them, you know, to continue with what they're doing. And so long as they keep by the rules, so long as they do the right thing, you know, they have nothing to fear. So I, I would say that, you know, the public service is in a way affected, right? It is collateral damage, uh, you know, particularly when you have a minister being interdicted but I don't think in the end, you know, people would have lost a high level of trust in the public service. Uh, and, and, and I think in the end, people will look at, at what the public service does on a daily basis, day in, day out, year after year, before coming to a hasty conclusion, you know, that the public servants have fallen short. Uh, and I think likewise, you know, public servants are also very cognizant that they have maintained the standards. Mm, we're in conversation with Eugene Tan. He is the Associate Professor of Law at SMU and former nominated Member of Parliament. Now, Eugene, we've got a lot to unpack in the past few weeks. A lot's been happening. What's your current reading of the extent of impact on the ruling party, PAP's whiter and white branding? What is going to happen? Ryan, I, I think we cannot deny that the Prime Minister was, was very clear about that. You know, that the reputation, the standing of the ruling party and the government has taken a hit. And I saw yesterday's proceedings in Parliament, you know, as an attempt by the PAP government to make it clear where it stood on these recent matters. I I think it, it was really an attempt to demonstrate that it will be held accountable and that, you know, the processes are generally working well, tweaks may be required, and the affirmation that what the party stood for. So... I, I think one cannot avoid the fact that the reputation and standing of the party has been affected and they now have lots to do in terms of restoring public trust and confidence right up to the next general election. It's a lot easier to lose trust, but I think to win trust, to restore trust, I think mm. takes a lot more effort. And I think yesterday was the start of a concerted effort to demonstrate that the PAP remains accountable and that it will have to restore public trust and confidence. On the other side of the aisle, the Workers' Party has also had its fair share of scandals, including the Raisa Khan case and more recently the affair between Leon Pereira and Nicole Sia. These incidents, do you think they're signalling a shift in our political or even social landscape? 
You know, Larry, I, I think when we look at the recent happenings over the last few weeks, um, you know, I, I would say that they are an aberration. But I think they certainly do reflect a more contested political landscape, right? So when you look at the discussion in Parliament yesterday, there were references to the affair between uh, Leon Pereira and, and Nicosia, you know, even though the minister's ministerial statement was very much about the CPIB probe of uh, transport minister S.S. Warren and the recognition of two PAP MPs. Um, you know, so so you you would gather from the, the discussion, you know, that there were attempts to compare one party against the other, you know, for one party to demonstrate that you know it handled things better, and so I think this is what really comes about uh, when you have a more political landscape, you know, that there would be this attempt to try to score political points, mm. you know, take advantage of uh, you know another party's misfortunes, if I can put it that way, and to seek a political advantage ultimately. So I would say that, yes, you know, we are, you know, seeing a more contested political landscape. And I think hopefully, you know, that doesn't get in the way, you know, of Parliament spending adequate quality time, uh, you know, discussing how we can deal with the real challenges that face Singapore. Now, this is not to underestimate concerns about public life standards, right? Um, but I think, you know, the debate was important in trying to mark a new beginning and hopefully, you know, with the line drawn yesterday, Parliament can now go back to the pressing issues, you know, that face Singapore and Singaporeans. Yeah, Eugene, talk about a new beginning. So looking back, are there any lessons to draw from this perhaps that could be applied to see maybe policy changes to address some of the issues and questions that have cropped up based on what we've seen in these incidents? Well, I think that also came up for for clarification yesterday, right? The question of whether the code of conduct of ministers was is adequate, uh, whether public sector rules, you know, were sufficient, you know, for example, with regard to gifts and entertainment. And I think what the front bench, you know, the PAP put forth, you know, was that uh, the current rules are adequate. You know, there have been some tweaks, for example, since the, the, the write-out wrote uh, matter, you know, such as, people with access to privileged information, you know, with regard to property, government property and all, and if they engage in such transactions, you know, they were to make a, a declaration and all. So I don't think we will see a massive change, you know, in, in the public rules. But I think what was important uh, that was emphasized in yesterday's proceedings was also that in addition to having good rules, good institutions, is that you need good people. And, and by good people, I think, you know, the discussion yesterday focus on people who do not just observe the rules, but conform, you know, to the spirit of, of those rules. And, and, and again, also the ability, you know, to do and the determination to do what is right. You know, so, so I think it, it was also a very useful lesson in understanding what is needed to maintain or even enhance public life standards. Um, you know, so, so that means ensuring that the rules are robust enough and that they adapt to changing situations and you have uh, good men and women who are convicted by what they do for what is right for Singapore and for Singaporeans. So, so I think that, to me, a, a very important takeaway. And I'm sure that there, there will be many lessons learned. And we will see the lessons learned being implemented over the course of the next few months. I think you know, they may not be evident to the public. But I think it's important that the public sector learns from this episode, um, you know, particularly with regard to the corruption probe, because I think there is a need to ensure that high levels of poverty continue to be upheld. Eugene, very quickly before we let you go, between now and the next election, what really is needed in order to rebuild public trust in the government? 
I think certainly beyond speeches, um, you know, th- there is the need for firm action. Um, and I think this becomes a bit harder to perceive, right, simply because how, how do you demonstrate that, you know, you are trying to be accountable and all. So it really depends on how the PAP government, you know, responds to public concerns, public queries, uh, as well as the parliamentary questions. And I think it boils down to deep uh, mattering uh, more than words, but they have a lot to do in the month and whatever remains of this parliamentary term. All right, we've been speaking with Eugene Tan. He is the Associate Professor of Law, SMU, and former nominated member of Parliament. Eugene, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Eugene. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.